Hello and welcome back to the For Foot Sake podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Bristow. And on today's pod, we're going to go over the early access, the new additions to Foot Champs, and also what we're looking forward to most in FIFA 22. Today, we are joined by three returning guests. Our first returning guest is Teddy127. Teddy, welcome back to the podcast. Hello. I'm excited to be here, excited for FIFA 22. Teddy, what would you say you're most looking forward to with the release of FIFA 22? Trading. I'm getting that top 100 this year. It's happening. Would you say trading is probably the biggest at the start of the game or probably later on in the year? It's pretty important to get a good head start in the beginning, I would say. And obviously, I know there'll be a, a lot of a lot of lazy buyers, a lot of people who are fairly kind of uh, new to the game too, which will help us. Well, I imagine obviously when they list players for higher than what they, what they normally go for, um, and then be able to kind of uh, steal money from them in, in a oh, way. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta love those lazy buyers. They're the best. And our second returning guest is simply DGR De- Diego. Welcome back. Oh, it's a pleasure, man. It's it's good to be back. It's a good feeling again, right? The same time of the year that finally the new FIFA's out and despite how we may feel about the old FIFA, it's good to just finally have these feelings again and always staying positive, right, for a new game. I know you've had a little bit of a break yourself, but are you raring to go for the new game, getting ready to uh, learn all the new kind of uh, meta things? Oh, yeah. I I mean, I haven't played FIFA 21 in the last month, but um, every time news is coming out, I'm staying up to date with it. I'm watching as much gameplay as I can. Um, I'm really excited to try and pick it up early and see if we can uh, get verified again within the first weekend league as we did last year. So hopefully, or however that works, because it's all different. I mean, we'll talk about it. Yeah, we'll get into that. Obviously, the uh, the top 100's gone, top 200's gone, and the kind of qualification stuff will be interesting this year. Um, I'm going to go on to our second verified player on the podcast today. That boy, Anto. Anto, welcome back to the podcast. Appreciate you having me on. It's uh, good to be back with all my guys. Looking forward to another great year of FIFA. And Anto, I know you've had a big break as well, but are you uh, are you looking forward to getting back into the game? Yeah, I'll tell you what. I've been in the shadows the past month or two, you know, working on my grind, you know. But FIFA 22 is about to come out. I'm ready to get back into it, start sweating, learn the meta, make people mad, and, you know, figure out how I'm going to do it this year. Maybe five in the back, six in the back. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But I'm excited. And uh, to be fair, you were one of those guys who did run a five back for, for quite a while, to be fair. But I don't want to touch too much on that. But Anto, what would you say you're looking forward to most early on in FIFA? For me personally, it's just the grind. Like starting over fresh, everyone back to gold cards, silver cards. Just starting like starting over for me is the biggest thing. I'm excited to like just see what this game has to offer. Um, you know, it's a startup and new year. So lots to look forward to. And I know you're one of those players too that always likes to use cards that not everyone would normally like. So uh, is that what you're looking forward to as well? Kind of finding some new hidden gems? Oh, 100%. You know, with uh, FIFA first coming out, we always see a lot of different squads, the starter squads coming out. So expect uh, my team to look pretty crazy early on. I'm going to be using players you guys have probably never heard of. So we'll see how it works. No, I look forward to seeing that. But I do want to start off today's podcast with the new Foot Champs system, obviously the new rewards too. So apparently the weekend league now is going to only going to be 20 games. But before that, you need to get through playoffs, which you need to win five out of nine games. And before the playoffs, you need to get at least 1,200 qualification points, which you earn in rivals. So it seems fairly long-winded. 
and confusing at first. I think it's fairly similar to this year as far as you need the qualification points to qualify for the weekend league. But now this is one step in between that means basically you get through those playoffs and then you can finally get to the weekend league at the end. So although they have kind of made the weekend league shorter, as say in the 20 games, you've still got those games beforehand, which basically meant the weekend league longer than 20 games anyway. But obviously those extra playoff games are done in the week two, which obviously is going to be a lot tougher for some people. Winning five out of nine games is not easy for everyone. I think you do get multiple chances each week to qualify as well. But again, that's going to make it way more than obviously the 30 games that it used to be. Teddy, for you, are you happy with these new changes to the weekend league structure? I like that it's 20 games. That's pretty nice. But the qualification, I mean, it's going to potentially add a lot more games during the week for some people. Because if you don't win the first, what is it, five out of nine games, you're going to have to go again. So it, it could end up being quite a lot. But I mean, reward wise, it, it looks great. Um, I think you go eight and 12 and that's basically elite reward. So it's going to be super sweaty. I mean, I'm going to have sweaty palms. I'll probably need like a towel or something for every single game just to wipe my hands off, but I'm ready. Yeah, and that's the one thing too is that obviously within the 20 games, it seems to be a lot easier to get decent rewards or a lot less wins kind of to get those good rewards. I think there was five tiers within it. But the one thing is I think everyone's kind of thinking about right now is that because of so so little games and kind of another step now to get into the weekend league, it's going to be a lot sweatier. And if you don't use a towel when you're playing weekend league, you're definitely going to need one this year. Ananta, for you, what have you made of the kind of the initial changes to the weekend league structure now? I've been saying this to everybody. I was just happy with any change in general because as long as I've been playing ultimate team, the foot champion system has been the same with the 30 games that you need to play in the course of a weekend. So for me, just any change in general, I was really happy. So, um, a new system's out. I'm going to be really excited to try it, see how it goes the first time. And, um, you know, I, I'm just really excited for something different because this is the first time I'll be experiencing a new sort of foot champs for me. Yeah, I think that's one thing too. I think everyone likes the kind of comfort of knowing what's going to come every single year. But I think this year they've worked really hard on changing a lot of things within the game. And I think a lot of people still don't know the full ins and out of the weekend league. And again, even myself trying to look over it today as a few videos on YouTube trying to explain it. It's still not fairly straightforward. And I think people will start picking it up as we get into the game. Obviously, the early access coming out tomorrow. We're recording this on a Tuesday. But again, something new. People will complain about it. But I think there's going to be a lot of good things coming from this too. And Diego, for you, what are you making of the new weekend league? I mean, I, I personally, I like the... Obviously, for me, it's the change of structure. I mean, I've been playing weekend league since it was 40 games in a weekend. And I do like the qualification... I do also notice in the champions playoffs, you know, qualifying for the weekend league, you are also being given rewards as you go through that. So, I mean, if people may complain, right. You may say you have to play, you know, a few more games, winning five out of nine could be difficult for people, but I mean, at least we're getting packs for it. Right. Uh, I feel like the fact that now we're being rewarded, maybe not necessarily. Some people may say, you know, the packs aren't greater, but we're getting more packs. So I do like the fact that we're getting packs based on what ranks you go through on the champions playoffs qualifications. And if you don't win five out of nine, the good thing is you do get seven more entries could be a good thing for some people could be a bad thing, but I think it gives you enough of a chance to play weekend league to where I think 
you know, instead of people saying weekend league should be for everyone, hopefully it all depends on, you know, we haven't actually played it yet, but once we get to finally play, we'll see if the seven tries five out of nine, if it's enough for everyone. Cause I still think it's fairly, you know, I think it's fair for everyone. I still think, you know, even decent players, like I don't think any type of gold player should be worried about not being able to play weekend league. I still think those guys that want to play weekend league and play those 30 games last year, we'll be able to do the same thing this year with 20. Yeah, you make a good point there too. Obviously, if you do play in the playoffs after getting enough qualification points, you do get rewards for that too. Which means, again, if you're not good enough to qualify for the weekend league through the playoffs, you do get some kind of reward anyway. And my kind of understanding is that you do get those eight tries to recall off if you don't win the five out of nine straight away. Although they are breaking this down into seasons two of six weeks. So my understanding right now is that you get eight tries to qualify per every six weeks. So again, say one week you're struggling, you might want to use three of those eight goes to qualify for one week in league. Then later down the line, you might not have enough to try and qualify for another week in league. And I think the qualification points will reset at the beginning of every one of those six weeks. And I'm pretty sure everyone starts again at a lower division at the well, at the start of a new lot set six weeks as well. But would you say, Diego, that you're concerned or would you say people should be concerned about kind of qualifying from weekly? A question here from Jose. Do you, do you think it's going to be easy to qualify or not? Uh, I think it's going to be a little different for people at first. I think, honestly, like some advice I would give is just kind of take it as you do every year. Don't let it intimidate you and, and don't make it seem like going into it like, oh, my God, like every game is going to be like a top, top elite player. Like everyone's still trying to play weekend league, despite if you are an elite player, a top 200, a casual gold player, everyone's going to at least try to get in. So I do think the chances of you getting into weekend league are still very, very, you know, doable. I don't think it's anything crazy. And I don't think these new requirements should freak anyone out, honestly. Yeah, I, I wouldn't like I wouldn't say it's impossible. It's gonna be a little bit tougher, but again, me personally, I don't think weekend league should be available to everyone. And again, it was originally meant for the best of the best. I think that's what they're trying to do more so now. And again, it's less games, but in order to be less games, you need to make it a little bit harder. And this is the way things are going as well. But I do want to go into now, obviously, with the ten hours of early access coming upon us now. Teddy, I want to go to you first for this. Teddy, how do you plan on spending your 10 hours of early access with it on the game? Everything with the early access is just going to be gameplay. Uh, anything menus like SBCs, trading, all that should be done on the web app. It's just real quick. If you're playing the game and you're done, close the app because you don't want to waste whatever the 10 hours are that you have. Just rivals, squad battles. I know there's some objectives in there that could be good to grind. Just trying to get as many coins as you possibly can from the games. Yeah, and would you say, what kind of game modes are you going to target specifically within the early access? I'm going to have to see what rivals are like because I know with the way the divisions are, it's not like before when you have the five qualification games and then instantly you had like 100k so it's really going to depend on how we can level up and get coins fast. If we can get coins really quick and get some fast rewards from rivals, I'll grind that out. But I'm going to have to wait and see. Yeah, you make a good point in the tour. Obviously, last year, I think the rivals placement stuff was a huge thing for everyone. Again, you play those five games, you got a massive coin injection. 
And again, you've gone from having like a, a pretty average starter team to basically a full-blown like normal team for weekly league anyway. But this year, everyone's up to Div 10. And apparently, you will not get that initial coin boost when you go from each division and go off to go forward and go higher. Which again, might mean some people's teams are fairly average at first. And we won't be getting the 4.6k FIFA points until the Monday of the, the release of the Ultimate Team or the Ultimate Edition as well. I tell you, makes a good point too, is that if you're on the game, make sure you are only playing the game on the early access. If you want to do any team stuff, any SPCs, any trading, make sure you do all that on the web app. And the web app will be released at the exact same time or the same day as the early access gets released too. And now to for you, what would you say you're going to be doing on the early access when you get it? Yeah, I was going to say, I'm going to do whatever Teddy tells me to do because that man, just, <laughs> he, know, he knows what to do, let's be honest. So, um, yeah, I'll probably do the same thing. A lot of gameplay on my part for the 10 hours and web app for trading. I don't do a lot of trading, but I do plan on making a better effort this year. So definitely all my trading will be done on the web app. I'm going to be jumping right into Rivals. I need to figure out how this game plays, how it's different from the last FIFA. And I always think the best way to figure that out is playing real people in Rivals. I mean, we know you can do squad battles, but squad battles isn't the same as Rivals. And Rivals is going to be, you can get good at Rivals. That's how you're going to get best uh, rewards and champs and stuff like that. So I'll be jumping into Rivals from the start. And when you get your, Anto, you've pre-ordered the Ultimate Edition, correct? Yes. When you get your FIFA points, what are you planning on doing with them? The FIFA points will probably use for drafts, I think. Um, you know, if chat convinces me, we might rip a pack or two, but um i usually um, all my fifa points go towards uh drafts sounds good and diego for you what are you planning on doing with your 10 hours of early access uh, i think the same thing uh, i think you know you get on there the only thing you do is play games and i think i'm going to jump straight into rivals get some type of reward back um i know they don't have the coins but i feel like y'all are saying there's some type of reward to get at first because now that i'm switched over to a new next-gen new console. I don't have any welcome backpacks. So for me, it's just getting some type of coins. Even if it's just getting on there and playing, you're going to get coins for playing, but strictly playing. I think I'll go on there. I'm going to try and do the objectives as some game changers have already noted. There are the objectives again for the finesse goals um, that literally you, it gives you a free 50K pack and then a free 100K pack. So I'll get both of those done with early access. Um, once I have coins to literally from playing those squad battles games, if there may be one, two, or three of them, I'm heading right over to Teddy's Discord. I'm heading over to his stream, and then we start making coins because it's a grind from the start. It's fun, honestly. Everyone is going to be on a level playing field, which is the same thing going over with the weekend league stuff that people shouldn't really worry because we all have to learn how to play the game at the start. So I think definitely if you're going to get on there, only play the game. And like, as Teddy said it, I stress it to everyone. When you stop playing, close the app. Don't just turn off the console. Don't hit the home button. Just close it. Because then you're going to be real pissed when you come back later that day and you're out of time. So, yeah, that's definitely how I'm going to use my time. Yeah, that's one thing that's important too. Don't just turn off your console. Make sure you click on the application, close it every single time. And if you want to find out how many hours you got left, basically close the application, open it back up again, and it will say you've got eight hours left, seven hours left, five hours left, whatever. I think within the last hour, it goes from like an hour, 45 minutes, half an hour, 15 minutes, just to let you know when you're kind of getting close to that kind of final, when basically whenever the game turns off. And Teddy, I didn't get to you here. What are you doing your FIFA points early on? So that's actually a good question because I know Anto and I think Diego said they're going to do drafts. 
I think if you're not a gold one player, always bare minimum, I wouldn't touch it because you're going to have people like Anto and Diego and pros just absolutely ripping you to shreds. So I would stay away and do packs. For me, I might, I've been getting better at the game. So I might try like two drafts. And if I just get completely like destroyed, I'm going to just open packs. Yeah. That's the thing too. I think with the, obviously the drafts are what, 300 FIFA points. Right now, the premium gold packs, 7.5K packs or 150 FIFA points. So basically one draft entry is two premium gold packs. Even if you lose in the first round, usually the worst you get back is probably two gold packs, which together make up 200 FIFA points. So really, you're only losing out on 100 FIFA points if you want to try one draft or two drafts. And again, drafts are always a good way as well to kind of find out what players you do like and what players you don't like, especially if it's your first time in the game. It might be a new meta. Gameplay's going to be a little bit different. And obviously, it helps you try some new players, which you may not be able to try early on due to your coin situation too. But obviously, with the start of the game, I do want to move on to some kind of starter trading tips. I know Teddy is our resident trader on the podcast today. I know Diego and Anto do a little bit here and there, but Teddy is more of the expert today. But Teddy, what are you kind of targeting? What kind of trading stuff early on are you going to focus on? All right, let me get the notepad out. Ah, <laughs> so beginning of the game obviously welcome backpacks open all that as soon as you get your coins you want to do SBCs. try to get all those advanced SBCs out of the way you can get some really good packs from those and get a good amount of coins and then i i wouldn't really splash out too much on your team i'd maybe get like a meta player i'm trying not to go with the two low rated players because with preview packs i think there's it's going to be weird this year with supply it's going to be very interesting but i'm just going to be grinding filters silvers any sbc cards because like i just said with advanced sbcs in the beginning of the game everyone's doing them so you can make a ton of coins off those i remember last year i was buying cards like kiko feminia bender i'd buy them for like 400 coins 2000 coins and then they'd go to like 8000 coins the very next day so i'll i'll be messing around with that quite a bit and just trying to build my coins up in the beginning and we've got a question here from Butter. Apparently, it appears that the bronze pack method isn't possible and discarding players are higher. Will that strongly affect trading in a good or bad way? What have you made of the um, the bronze pack stuff early on? So that's going to be very interesting. I'm curious because bronze pack method, it was the 400 coin packs. But if less people are going to do bronze pack method and quick sell prices are higher, I'm thinking maybe the 750 coin packs could still work because say this bronze player is used in an SBC. If no one's opening bronze packs, then he's going to be pretty rare. So they could actually be selling for quite a bit more than they usually do. It's it's going to be interesting. I'm going to be curious as to how many people are going to try to do 750 coin packs. Yeah, that's one thing too. I think people will see the, the 400 coin packs easy to open. They're fairly cheap and people sometimes are put off by those 750k coin packs. Not 750k, but 750 coins. Just because they're basically double the amount of the um, the normal one. And another question here from Slater. He said, the beginning of the game always seems like a great time to trade. Is Fodder worth investing in at the start? No, no. I think you, I wouldn't really touch Fodder until we know we're going to have SBCs that require Fodder. Like I think maybe the ones to watch promo towards the end, we might get an SBC. I can't remember. I'd have to go and look back. But I wouldn't worry about Fodder until we're going to really need them in the beginning, I would just splash my coins into 
meta cards when you can and uh, team of the week cards as well. I know some of the gold rare cards, they're going to fall off pretty quickly. But if you look at some of the team of the week cards, I remember Upamakano, St. Maximin, some of those cards, they can gradually rise and they're not going to fall off as hard as some of the gold rares do. Yeah, I know the uh, last year team of the week investing was absolutely huge, especially early on if you got an early kind of kept onto those cards and know there was a lot of SPCs throughout the year that required these Team of the Week cards. So it should be interesting with that this year too. I know last year was kind of the big year for Team of the Week stuff, so they might change a few things here here and there. And obviously, I know you've mentioned a few players, but we're questioning from Neo FPL is who would you recommend for early investments or early kind of players to, uh, to kind of flip and trade with early on in the game? So like I said, with the low-rated cards, I know there's some of them that are really good. But it just I'm not too sure how the preview packs are going to be. So I'm trying to look at cards that are like at least 82 overall. I feel like Alfonso Davies is going to be ridiculous. Uh, Goretzka could be a good one. The Adair Tau and Mendy link up looks really solid. I'm just trying to look at what the meta may potentially be and what kind of squads people are going to look at. Yeah, I think that's the thing too, obviously. I know it always seems to be an early access. Players are fairly... Uh, they're cheaper than what they are on the full release. And obviously, we get to the full release, get to the full week, the first week in league. Players are at their prime kind of top price there. Second week in league is when they start to fall down. And again, it depends on the player too. I think Joe Gomez last year was around 100k. And he kept his price for quite a while. But then you've got other cards like Lorente, Valverde, who were expensive early on, and then quickly deteriorated and went down. So it's going to be a tough one again. I think Teddy said earlier too, not to spend too much in your team early on, just in case you do lose a lot of coins on that. And again, it depends on the person. I think sometimes people say to kind of spend 50% of your coins on your team, leave 50% for trading. Depends how much you want to kind of change and kind of negotiate with that. Um, and obviously OP selling, obviously overpriced selling early on for lazy buyers too. A lot of people start the game. A lot of people play ultimate team in the first month or two, not really know what they're doing and will willingly spend way too much on certain cards too. I saw one thing today on Twitter, was, which was basically every single night or when you're not playing the game, list your players up for way more than they normally go for. At least if you sold them, you know you can buy them back for cheaper. But I'll do that every single night, and you'll be surprised the amount of times you actually sell a player for way more than what's actually going from the market. And you would eight coins that way We're not without even having to do too much, really. And obviously, every single day too. I imagine with early access, we'll see a few kind of SPCs here and there that are purely only for early access as well, which obviously was a rash investing too. So can I look for some good nations, some good links there with players? I know it's a few Argentinian right backs and left backs that are good to invest in. I think Bufferini was one guy. And I think another guy was, um, I think, Evangioni. Um, I think he was the only gold Argentinian left back. So again, look for some kind of low rate golds from like top 10 nations. And obviously wait and see and obviously you'll be able to get it for cheap everyone's gonna be ripping through packs so you'll find some good kind of gold cards for cheap as well i do want to move on to the next bit here kind of get into grips of gameplay i know everyone on the podcast here hasn't really touched gameplay at all because we've not had our hands on the game yet but obviously we've gone through previous years of getting used to the game early on and so i want to go to you go to you first though what would you say kind of the the best ways to kind of get get up to speed with the gameplay early on when you first get your hands on the game um, yeah, so what I usually do is hop straight into division rivals, just head first. Um, that's the best way you're going to figure out how to get used to this game, what the game feels like. Another tip I have for you guys, um, I love Twitter. I use Twitter a lot. 
And the FIFA community always puts out a lot of stuff on Twitter regarding um, new things that they see might be the new, like trending towards the new meta. So um, there's a lot of good tips that come out early on on FIFA Twitter. So if you follow the right people, um, if you follow me, of course, uh, I got you guys. But um, FIFA Twitter is a great way to find out what's the new meta, what what's um, looking like could be uh, just good ideas, good strategies to use going forward. So I like to do a little bit of that and then also just dive in and head first, figuring it out for myself and uh, finding what works. Yeah, that's one thing thing too is obviously there's loads of resources online too. Again, Twitter, YouTube, uh, Reddit's pretty good for stuff as well. People don't really always touch that as well. But I know YouTube's huge for that, especially early on. People love to do the tutorials and like the the what's meta. I know everyone, that's the, the kind of the clickbaity title early on too, but there'll be plenty of that stuff early on too. And Diego, for you, what would you kind of say for people to uh, how would they kind of get to grips with the game quickly early on? Uh, the first thing that I always try to tell people is uh, ignore your record. Uh, I know people want to get good at the game. They want to pick it up quick, but they always say, I'm worried. I don't, I'm scared to jump into rivals. I'm scared to play draft. I mean, the first thing is, listen, it doesn't matter. I don't think a record really means anything. Uh, it's just, I don't know why they even have it. I think they could have it in competitive scenes, but that's the other thing. I always tell people, ignore your record um, and don't be afraid to try new things. Uh, I always see it. There's a lot of content creators that I always pick up from. I mainly, I'm a big YouTube guy. Those clickbaity titles will get me, but I'm already, I'm, I've been playing long enough that I know which content creators, you know, are closest to my play style because everyone has to remember at the end of the day, we all play different in some way. We all do. So we can't necessarily sit here and think tactics, certain gameplay, like, oh, it works for them. Why won't it work for me? You've got to adjust to them or you just have to realize what you're good at and what you're bad at. But that's the whole point of the beginning, right? We all have to pick up on these games. So the way I get up to speed real quick is I like to play Rivals. Um, I like to see these YouTube videos. And the first thing I'll do Obviously not during early access, don't do this, but I like to go into the practice arena and I just want to try those skill moves that they put on real quick. Cause I think when you pick up those skills early, it makes the rest of the game a lot easier. Um, and also if you really care about your record that much, go play online, um, go play online seasons. And if you want the closest to ultimate team feel, I hate to say it, but you pick up PSG, you start spamming those skill moves and you figure out how it works. But Listen, that's online seasons. I'm not the one telling you to play with PSG, but if you really, really want to pick up the ultimate team stuff, that's probably your best way at it. But yeah, honestly, just getting on YouTube or like Anto said, Twitter, right? There's always a lot of good tips out there. Um, picking it up and then trying it immediately, trying it and then like kind of forcing yourself into doing these types of, you know, meta skill moves or meta play styles. And then soon it just becomes muscle memory. And then from there, once you get the basics of how the meta and the game goes down, it makes, you know, experimenting and doing more advanced things that much easier. Yeah, definitely. I know I think people are sometimes scared early on to, I wouldn't say kind of be a rat, but I know last year the big thing was the directional nutmeg and the like the, the mini directional nutmeg. And definitely I found myself is that I kind of refused to learn that skill move throughout the whole year. But if I'd have done it within the first week or month or whatever, I would have been so much better coming into the game. And it's one of those things that be open early on. Don't kind of close yourself to say, oh, well, he's a rat. He's a rat. Like embrace the meta, embrace the skill moves. And if you do want to be better, you have to, you have to let the meta in. Don't, don't let it scare you. And obviously, Teddy, I know Anto and Diego are verified players. Teddy yourself, you've hit elite 
You've hit elite a few times, haven't you? Come on, hype me up. Hype me <laughs> up. I'm an elite FIFA player. Not, not just a trader, but Teddy, for you, how would you say in early kind of other FIFA editions that you've kind of got to the grips of the game early on? What would you recommend doing from your, your own viewpoint? I would recommend embracing the rat. I got to say, Bristow, that's some pretty weak mentality. Calling people rats, not learning the skill moves. Come on, you want to win. You want to do good. I'll probably pop a five back at the very beginning. I'll, I'll get my my main man. I don't know how to say his first name. Takahiro Tomiyasu, Arsenal right back. Best signing in the Prem, by the way. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll find out whatever the meta skill moves are. Um, like Diego and I think Anto said, YouTube videos, figure out what formation's good. And then I kind of like... I think everyone should do this. Don't just copy a formation exactly off of YouTube. Kind of like feel it out because you might play different. I know like press after possession loss was huge for FIFA 21, but sometimes some formations it might not work with because like it can leave you exposed. It might not work with your gameplay. So definitely kind of try to feel the game out and see what works for you. Yeah, and that's one thing too. I think going back to one of the earlier podcasts we've done, I think when we had Zelonius on, Saloni said about a lot of players do it, a lot of people on or on YouTube specifically doing these kind of custom tactics and formations, whatever, but not really showing any gameplay of this stuff. What a lot of people do, they go on YouTube, they see best custom tactics, 20-0, 30-0 custom tactics. They go on that, they pause the YouTube video, they copy the exact whatever the um the depth or whatever the like the press position up press after possession loss, all that stuff. And then they go right into the game and expect it to work the exact same way. If you can look for people who are also showing gameplay, people who are showing kind of little things that they have tweaked in their tactics and show it in game to see how it works. And again, if you kind of resonate with that, if you think that's similar to how you play, then use that. But don't try and use someone's tactics, say they're really someone else is really good at a narrow formation and you're not. You're not gonna be, not gonna be able to play the same way as that. And again, if you see like a Ananders and Text video remember that you are not them. You will not play the same way as them. So play whatever suits you and figure out for yourself as well. But make sure, again, you're watching gameplay, not just watching kind of the screen where the tactics are shown. See how it correlates, see how it relates to a thing. And then you'll be able to kind of work at yourself that say, hey, if I move my depth, I'll be able to do this or I change this to say a, a long ball or a uh, possession play and kind of figure out for yourself. And then you can kind of tweak it as we go for your kind of play style and your kind of gameplay. I, uh, I I completely forgot, to me, the most important thing when it comes to picking up the gameplay. Uh, you're going to have to be very honest and critical with yourself at the start of the game. Uh, a lot of people off the jump, when things aren't going well, it's the first thing to do is to blame the game. And you're already limiting yourself by blaming the game. Think about your formation. Uh, as you watch your own gameplay, why did this happen? Oh, maybe I tackled early. I player switched too early. You have to be able to realize ain't no, nobody on here is going to play a perfect game. Even those pro players, when they get scored on, they know they could have done something better to prevent it. So always criticize yourself before the game. We know the game has its flaws, but there's no way you can come on here saying, I would get 20-0 if EA didn't finesse me out of nine losses this weekend or something like that. I've heard it all. So listen, you're the one playing the game. You can do a lot for yourself. Just be honest with yourself and like just trust yourself. That's all I can really say. Yeah. The one big thing I always say to people is that, especially with gameplay, the one thing no one ever wants to do, but it's probably the best thing to do, is record your gameplay. 
And again, if you haven't got a capture device, I think you can record through your console, is record your gameplay, watch it back, and then figure out what you're doing wrong. You will find things along the way. Again, watching your gameplay back is, I said it's good, but it can also be very humbling. And sometimes it can be hard to watch because then you realize that you keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. And I've done this myself too. I, I've watched a few games back for myself and I'm like, why the hell do I keep doing this? I'm going on the same left-hand side every single time, do the ball roll scoop, same thing over and over again. And you, you start to pick up on that and then you can change it when you go in the games after that. But I want to go on to, I've, I've watched a bit of gameplay here and there and I've seen that again, it's a little bit slower than normal, a bit slower than the last year. I think the passing is maybe a little bit less accurate and the passing isn't as zippy and quick. And I think a few slower players here and there are kind of more OP. And I think crossing is back this year. But Anto, for you, are you happy with kind of the gameplay slowing down a little bit? Kind of what are your thoughts on that? I'm not going to say I'm happy about it because for me personally, I think I'm a really fast-paced player. I like to get up and down the field really quickly. Um, so it's going to be a big difference in my play style probably this year. I'm going to have to adjust a lot. Um, but it's not that I'm upset about it. It's just – I. I'm going to have to take a lot of time out of my day and just figure out and get used to this new system and this new gameplay. Um, but I do like the idea of slower players being usable. Um, I don't know if it's going to be the meta or not, but just giving us new cards that are going to be usable is always great to me. Um, and then crossing being back, obviously that's great. I used to love crossing when it was actually usable. So if that's true, I'd, you know, I'm going to be doing that a lot and implement that into how I play. And you're telling me you don't like slow gameplay when last year you were using the, what was it, moments Patrick Cliver and uh, Team of the Season Illicic with 80, 85 pace? Hey, you know what? I'm scoring goals at the end of the day. That's all that matters, right? Yeah, so it might suit you. Who knows? It might suit you. We'll, we'll see about that. And Diego, for you, uh, what are you making of the kind of slower gameplay this year? Are you happy with that or not? Uh, to me, it's not the question of if it's faster or slower. I honestly want to see more of... I see it talked about a lot more of an arcade like feel to a game. Uh, sometimes the realism hurts, right? Uh, with all these animations, I, it scares me when they throw in these big technology words and these, you know, animated suits that are, are getting 10,000 new animations yet. I'm going to get stuck in the same one where my center back with 30 balances running into someone and falling over. I just want an arcade like fun feel for a game fast or slow. I don't necessarily have a preference. Um, also, I want the ability to include, you know, necessary either expand the meta or, you know, I can use slower strikers. I can use more of my favorite players and I can compete with meta players. They may not be as good, but I just want to know that I can compete and use anyone and I don't I'm not stuck to this very very small group of players because this is the only way that you can play because I feel like the last two years especially it's been the very small nimble agile dribbling players and you can't use guys like Erling Haaland and you know these big brutes and the same thing goes with defending right the whole fullback thing but they've made a lot of changes where you get to play it hopefully things work for the better but for me, fast slow isn't the thing. It's just more of an arcade-like feel and, you know, being able to include other world-class players that in these games are literally trash. So, I mean, I, I'd hope that Erling Haaland could be as world-class in FIFA as he is in real life. But, I mean, we'll see. What have you made of the changes to fullbacks being played at centre-back and also the boost to uh, certain centre-backs' pace as well in the game? 
Uh, the center back pace, I'm not against it. I'm only against it with specific players. These weird, like Pepe, or yeah, like Pepe with a crazy boost. I understand some players, but just these random center backs that they just did it, I guess, just to combat the whole pace abuse thing and using more center backs. I'm okay with it for the most part. There's just a few random, you know, forwards and center backs where I question, you know, what pace has been given to them. Um, and in terms of the fullback thing, I'll believe it when I see it. Well, once we play the game, I'll actually believe it. We'll see what's up. Cause I know there's always those people on Reddit, on Twitter, you know, Oh, your chem's this, but if you do this type of tactic, he's not actually that far out of position. People will always find something, but until we can confirm it's officially dead, then as of right now, I'm still keeping an eye on fullbacks being used there. Yeah, that's one thing too. I saw a kind of a, a throw on Twitter the other day, basically saying that if you use a fullback and a back, you'll be able to tell the difference. And also I saw a lot of people saying that, hey, I played the beta. There was really no difference with using a, a fullback and a back. Other than really their passing. And I know the main thing was their defensive awareness was going down if you did put them, that, put them in that position. But like I said, it remains to be seen and we'll see that in game. Whether the thing is though is that obviously they're losing the defensive awareness, but they're still quick enough to get back in and kind of recover from that too. And Teddy, for you, are you happy with kind of a, a slower gameplay, kind of making more players usable, would you say, in the game? No. Uh, if it feels as slow as it looks, I'm going to be spending most of my time on the menus, probably. It, I miss the old like FIFA 12, 14, when it was rapid. Like I, I think someone said... It would be really fun if we had the realistic mechanics, but just sped up because like th these halves are what, like six minutes. It's not a full 45 minutes. So like it should be, I guess, technically faster. It's I, I hate the slow gameplay. It, it It's very, very boring. Yeah. From what I've seen, too, again, it I think it kind of basically people who want to play possession play it suits them down to a T, especially with the new kind of the hyper motion technology now they've done like 11 v 11 basically where they've got like a back four and whether they're moving very well and within the game and it kind of it looks basically like overload overload ball side without even having it on as well and teddy for you are you a big kind of fan of a fullback to center back are you happy they've changed that uh yeah yeah why not i mean uh, having center backs more usable is probably going to be good because i mean if you came up against a team with all right backs or all left backs in FIFA 21, you'd be like, ah, oh, shoot, here we go again. It was going to be a war. But now, like, if we can actually see some center backs being used, it's going to be, I'm fine with that. Yeah. I think the main thing there really is to making sure there's more players within the game that are usable in your team. It gives you more options for your squad building. It doesn't limit you to only, say, Kyle Walker and Babu at center back. And, and those players only. But I do want to go on to kind of a final question here for everyone. And Teddy, I want to go to you first for this one. What is the one player that you're most looking forward to using on the game when you get your hands on it? Easiest question ever. Tommy Asu! I can't wait for that card. I'm literally, I'm so excited. I'm getting his, I'm getting his jersey. I'm getting his card. I cannot wait for that card. He won't get any informs this year, so you might, you'll have to get Oh, no, 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 no. He has, he has been one of Arsenal's best players by far. He's a unit. I love him. If he doesn't get a team of the week, 
I'm suing EA somehow. To I'll be fair, yeah. I think what, it was either last year or the year before he had, had a storyline card. And he to did. be fair, yeah, yeah. He, was pretty, he was pretty good. So you never know. I mean, his, his normal cards are right-back cards, his center-back card. It's a right-back, I believe. I don't think his pace was that bad either. I think he's a silver, which is pretty disrespectful, but whatever. Yeah, we'll see about that. But um, yeah, we'll see how Arsenal get on this year too. I think it'll be a tough year for them. But again, Tommy Ash is a good signing. I think Spurs are after him as well, but should be interesting there. Anto, for you, one player you're looking forward to using when you get your hands on the game? For me, uh, club legend from last year. Uh, I enjoyed his card a lot. And I've been looking at the new cards in the database on Footbin. His gold card looks absolutely mad. Uh, it's your boy, St. Juice, center back with 91 pace. Um, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing how that thing plays in game, especially if it is going to be slower gameplay. I want to see what a 91 pace center back feels like. So, uh, I, yeah, I got to go with St. Juice, man. He always uh, he brings the juice. What can I say? To be fair, the Bundesliga looks pretty good for defenders, too. I think the other one was uh, LaCroix. So him and LaCroix at the back, 88 and 91 pace is going to be going to be pretty mad. Um and especially if you are running a five back, like I imagine Anto might run a five back at some point. You're going to be oh, I mean, pretty upset. Day one. Day one. <laughs> also, Bundesliga midfield looks insane. The back line looks crazy. I saw Emery Chan's card, Goretzka. Those two guys look nuts. I think Goretzka also is the first ever Hullet Gang gold card, which uh, is pretty insane as well. And Diego, for you, what is one player you're looking forward to using when you get your hands on the game? Listen, I can't limit it to just one, but there's two. Uh, it's two of my favorite, one of my favorite Barcelona players at the time. Obviously, my club's going through it. Uh, we will be back as a, a European elite soon. I can't tell you when, but soon. <laughs> um, but uh, Pedri, uh, I finally he's get he got a plus eight in, into this year. Yeah, he looks um, decent. That kid's phenomenal, and just hopefully he'll be able to be usable. We'll get special cards this year now that he's a very high-rated gold. And obviously, you know, EA tend to love those very good linking, very popular player cards. So I think Pedri will get a little bit of a spotlight this year. Um, I love watching him. And then going back over to the center back spot, uh, Ronald Araujo. Like, nobody knows who that is. Um, that dude is one of the most underrated center backs in all of world football. If he was in the Prem, I promise you he would be getting talked up like he's the next Virgil Van Dyke, very good player. Um, I hope he's usable uh, in FIFA, but um, those are probably the two guys I'm most excited to uh, using this year. And to be fair, didn't uh, didn't Araujo score the uh, the equalizer the other night? He was playing up front with uh, yeah, Mr. look PK. Cool threw him up as a striker, and look what he does for us, man. He might get a team of the week. <laughs> I have someone actually sent it to me. If he does get a team of the week, it looks like it's going to be a really good card. I'm, dude, I'm telling you, he actually is kind of in, he's insane. I don't know. We got lucky with, despite all our bad luck in the recent, the recent years, that dude, I'm hoping he's usable in FIFA cause he's so fun and he's insane to watch in real life. Yeah. He's got, he's got a decent card. I think he's got a 77 pace for center back, which seems like that's kind of below the curve this year. 77 pace, which seems pretty mad, but yeah, it should be a tough year for, uh, for Barca, I imagine. But again, you did touch on Team of the Week 1. Team of the Week 1 has the potential to be really, really, really good too. To definitely be one of the better Team of the Weeks we see in the game. Um, but I do want to move over to where you can find our guest, Anto, first. Where can people find you? Yes, yeah, so you can find me 
that boy Anto on uh, Twitch as well as on Twitter. Um, you know, I'm your kind of streamer late at night, Friday night, Saturday night. You know, if you want to get a little cozy, watch a little foot champs gameplay, you know, grab your girl, grab your grab your friends, huddle around and, you know, I'll teach you guys how to play FIFA 22. All right. And we're, we're all going to be hitting elite this year. I'll promise you that. Um, so that's where to find me. Yeah. If you want to get warm and cozy. Next guest, uh, Teddy, where can people find you? Teddy127, Twitch, YouTube, TikTok, and Twitter. I, I think that's all of them. Yeah, you guys want to make coins? I got you. It's easy. Just join up. We've got a free trading Discord. I ping whenever we have an investment, uh, new filter. It, it's it's honestly, it's really easy. If you want to make coins, I got you. And Teddy, when do you normally stream as well? every day i might be doing content streams and then late night streams so if you guys want like a little smooch good night you want to listen to like my soothing voice you know some like background noise i'm your guy so uh we got, we got some cozy streamers on here tonight and uh diego where can people find you uh you guys can find me at simply dgr on twitch tiktok and youtube um twitter is a mix of like personal and twitch uh at diego underscore reza 05 but listen in my streams you're not really getting cozy all right you're gonna be banging your head against the wall we're gonna be wilding out all right it by no means is a quiet stream so you know you be prepared but i'm gonna get you guys ready for fifa 22 i'm essentially gonna be a second voice for teddy that's the plan in terms of trading people are gonna ask me what i'm doing i'm not doing anything that you guys couldn't do so Going to be using Teddy for trading, but gameplay-wise, everything, we are going to push for that, what's it called, rank one this year. Try and be the best players we can be while also running a road to glory on two separate accounts. And that's really it for uh, us this year, though, man. It'll be a lot of fun. I'm really excited. Um, and as of right now, the Twitch schedule will be five times a week. I wanted to start tomorrow, but I currently do not have a next-gen console um, everyone that's listening to this, please pray for me. I'm camping out at Best Buy here in two days. So uh, it'll be an adventure, all right? Yeah, hopefully uh, all goes well. But a reminder for people listening, podcasts are out every single Wednesday. For any updates, follow us over on Twitter at For Foot Sake Pod. And again, we will be doing bonus episodes on trading and gameplay. And also every single month, or at least fairly frequently, we'll have listeners on the podcast to discuss things within FIFA. And, uh, and yeah, appreciate you guys for listening. <laughs>